0: Hi, I'm Georgia Love, and you're listening to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast.
1: What do you do with an arts degree? I'm still not sure I know. I skipped three years' worth of lectures just to binge-watch your full shows. There must be some scholarship for accruing worthless knowledge. It's my only talent, honey. Losing money, let your excess hex debts rest and then just join us while we start
0: on our Bachelor, Bachelor Hello and welcome back to a brand new season of the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. What are we? Well... My name is Max Quinn. This is my best friend, Xavier rebetsky Noonan. Zavi, hello! We have two arts degrees and not much use for <laughs> Max them. Max has got both of them. <laughs> we have no use for them, uh, so we put them to good use by talking about The Bachelor on this here podcast. That's right. That's about That's about all you need to know. It's an accurate summation. Yeah. Um. No if you fa- want notes, no thesaurus, no, uh, what's the thing that you, a bibliography? You got it. Yeah.
1: Uh, no need for any of that Although if you Mm-mm. want to check our references Just
0: go back and listen to the previous 30 whatever
1: episodes of the podcast That's true,
0: yeah You can check your references uh, by giving us 5 stars in iTunes at any time Sure <laughs> 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 That all checks out with the metaphor Absolutely
1: mm-hmm. um, um, We're talking about a brand new season Yes Of the TV <laughs> show <laughs> The TV show The Bachelorette Well yeah, okay So on this podcast we talk about The Bachelor But also we talk about The Bachelorette Yes They're the same show Well, not quite. I'm looking at you and nodding. They're pretty close. (laughs) It's about the same. Mm. Um, And uh, yeah, this is a very special season of The Bachelorette. Obviously, Uh, we have a celebrity who's in charge of being smooched.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, this is a a bizarre one. Sophie Monk is The Bachelorette. That's right. And it's never happened like this anywhere else in the world before, has it? Not as far as I know, no. Normally, they're picked from other Bachelor
1: appearances. Yeah. They're people who have been on Bachelor shows before, and they become popular, and then they get picked again. Or they're kind of just plucked out of semi-obscurity. Um, they're definitely not, like, big, famous, popular figures like Sophie Monk is and has been for, like, what? 10, 15, like, 20 years?
0: Pop Stars was 2000. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So, 17 years of having Sophie Monk in and around our lives. Mm. It's, it's fascinating, you know, because so much of the appeal of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette franchise is like, this is just an everyday person who's out there and looking for love. Mm. And normalizing that, that this is an actual factual celebrity, mm. is an interesting challenge. And I think that part of the reason that this, I like firstly, I thought this was great. Yeah, okay. Yeah, These couple mm. of episodes of The Bachelor, I was really into. Yeah. Um. And I think part of the reason That it succeeded Is because she is a big celebrity Mm. And like The challenge is going to be How are you going to get These normal dudes That she wants to To date To fit in with her life
1: Right Yeah Yeah um, well, yeah, you're right. It has been very successful. Um, in fact, the premiere, the the first episode of this season, was the highest rated episode of any Bachelor family product, Bachelor or Bachelorette, in Australia at all, like, ever.
0: Ever. We've done, we've done five seasons of the Bachelor and three seasons of the Bachelorette, so it seems like the gamble's paid off for Channel Ten.
1: Yeah, I would say so.
0: And like, um, traditionally, Bachelorette rates a little
1: bit poor, more poorly yes. than uh, than the Bachelor. Um, for various like sexist reasons we could go into, yeah. Um But it's it's pretty cool. Like I think they've breathed some new life into the um, this show, yeah. Um, and whether or not they will continue along this path, I guess we will get to later on. Um, but yeah, it is really interesting to follow like how that they are making this narrative connect with people. Yes. Because most of the people who are watching at home, I'm sure, are not, like, celebrities. (laughs) Uh, They're they're much closer to the men on The Bachelor. Well, even then, those people are (laughs) kind of strange, too. Mine celebs, yeah, Yeah. sure. Um, But yeah, it's it's interesting to see, like, you know, a a, a big, famous, rich person like Sophie is not necessarily someone that we would, like, root for, but I think people have really come on side with her and are, are buying the... Sophie Monk, just a regular lady, got caught up in Hollywood and now wants to find just a regular dude. Yeah, it's a little bit of
0: uh, The Farmer Wants a Wife, except Sophie Monk is the farmer. Sure, yeah. 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 Um, and she's sown her crops in Hollywood for a good 17 years, you know? Mm-hmm. She's in that Adam Sandler film. She planted something there. Yep, she, she was uh, in the Good Charlotte music video. Yep, she dated a Good Charlotte as she well. She was in a
1: Blink-182 mu- music video. She was in Good Charlotte's life. That's right, yeah. yes.
0: Yeah. Um. Uh, which music video was it? Go back and listen to our Sophie Monk <laughs> episode. You'll find it in our stream. Yeah, there was a bonus episode when we found out that Sophie Monk was going to be the Bachelorette. And you'll get a lot more background uh, on how we were feeling at the time. I feel like my opinion has changed a little bit over okay. the past six months. I've softened. Yeah. Um. Since we like we found out that she was going to be the Bachelorette, and I was kind of like, this might ruin the franchise. Well,
1: it is a very big step outside of our comfort zone. Yeah
0: um and it
1: it shows a different strategy from the makers of the show. Mhm. Um so yeah, it's it's so uh, you know, it's something to be a little concerned about, but also I think they've pretty much stuck the landing on these first two episodes. I agree. Um do we just get into we didn't do any funny
0: stuff yet. No, we haven't done any funny stuff, but it's kind of cool. Uh look <laughs> I, it's fine not to be funny sometimes. What I think is like you and I typically enjoy the Bachelor, uh, the Bachelorette franchise more than the Bachelor franchise. I right? would say so. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the sometimes ba- it's
1: a thin line. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think generally it's it's easier for us to um, be dismissive and uh, and you know it's it's more fun to watch because I care less about this swarm of dudes yes. than like the women who I think are being exploited on TV, like. I don't care if these men come off badly, really.
0: Yeah. I don't mind saying bad things about them either. I don't care either. And it's because of, you know, uh, the way that society has been constructed for the past 200, 2,000, however many thousand of years, you know. Uh, And it's... Totally fine to watch these dickheads on TV and and call them out for for being exactly what they are. Yeah. Um. I think that there are some really compelling uh characters so far. Mm. I want to dive in 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 just a second, but I wanted to make the point that because it is Sophie Monk and because she's uh, a woman, I think is part of the reason like that. Like you marry that with the Bachelorette franchise, mm. and I think that this would be completely different if it was like a dude. Mm. If it was let's let's pick uh Peter Hellier. Okay. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Imagine Oh, because of the conflict with the project and like yeah, yeah he course. wouldn't be able to yeah. throw it to himself, it'd be
1: That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I understand your point. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um Sophie Monk is a really compelling character. Uh and like I am super on board and that's why my opinion has changed. As I've warmed to her as a celebrity and a person in the Australian media. I've really started to come around to this, and oh. I'm excited to uh, to get into this entire season. Yes, absolutely.
1: There are 18 boys to begin with. Um, I would say there's a couple of like very obvious villains. Um, there's one who's like a very obvious like kooky weirdo who doesn't yeah. last very long. Spoilers! Spoilers! Uh,
0: we lost three dudes already, right? Uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, in this first week. Typically, um, what we do in this show uh, at the start of an episode is tell you about who's left. Yeah. Um, like who's been evacuated from the competition, mm-hmm. evicted, kicked out, hasn't received a rose at this point in the competition. Obviously, like we haven't introduced any of these people to you yet.
1: Yeah, and then also like we barely met any of them on TV either. Very true. Um, but for what it's worth, we we uh, this week on the show we said goodbye to. Maddie J. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Uh, uh, Chad, Jamie, and Jordan. Um, yes. And we'll talk about the the reasons for their leaving, uh, if there were any, uh, as the as the episode progresses. I agree, but yeah, along with like those, uh, you know, weirdos and and bad guys and stuff. There's also seems to be like some pretty solid boys in there's here. There's some solid dudes, yeah. And uh, and so that's the stuff that we're looking out for. Um, yeah, if you haven't listened to our show before, like we're we're trying to find like the humanity, I guess, in amongst all of the like garbage and and like horrific horrible like sometimes really really wildly inappropriate stuff that takes place on the show yeah there um, was a
0: horse dick in the previous season if you didn't <laughs> see it it's so not exactly so what, I, what i was thinking about <laughs> but uh, yeah
1: there's there's uh, a fair balance of like really damaging and bad stuff that shouldn't be on tv anymore yeah um that is like makes us feel bad about doing a podcast about it but then also like there's these moments where we really really, really like them and it's some of these boys sometimes. are pretty nice and um one of them is pretty cute
2: Wow, okay
0: (laughs) Let's go
1: Let's rip into it The Bachelorette Australia Season 3 Episode 1 And That's right Yeah, it's bloody It's Sophie Monk Um, So we open up on Nighttime at the mansion Where Osher Ginsburg. We like him We do He Mm. is the very good host Of the show Is he
0: the cutie You were referring to? Mm. Maybe (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I do think he's Well,
1: you know uh, Yeah Hey, do you
0: reckon When he gets in the pit At a gig (laughs) Yeah. He's Moshe Ginsberg. <laughs> 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 yes, I do. Ooh,
1: good. Uh, so he introduces Sophie. He mentions her career and her public love life before we get into this montage where Sophie walks her dog along a beach. Cute dog. Great dog. French bulldog. I, is that right? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think they learned from um, Laura's dog who was in the finale episode who really captured Australia's hearts. Yeah. In a Baxter. Big way. Mm. Um, Baxter. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely um, up front with the dog stuff, which I think is top, top form. Um, and yeah, Sophie is 37. She is a massive bogan. Um, but she wants Her to, terms. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, but she wants to find something genuine. And uh, yeah, apparently her mum suggested that she go on the show. It's interesting. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Your mum ever suggests you go on the show? My mum has never suggested not once in my life that I go on The Bachelor, hmm. and I'm frankly offended.
1: Uh, well,
0: Sharon, if you're listening, <laughs> get your shit together. Wow. Um, Sharon, sorry about Max's behavior. (laughs) I apologize. Um,
1: We watch Sophie pose for selfies with fans um, while she talks about how her upbringing was very humble and down to earth. And then she got lost in the glitz and glamour of Hollywood. But now she's back in her hometown in the Gold Coast. uh, And we briefly meet her still married parents as well as her sister. Sophie says, even though she's played roles in her career that are sexy and promiscuous, um, there's an assumption that she's going to be like that in real life, which isn't necessarily true. I like that. That's I like a good that thing point out Yeah,
0: it is really good, and it's true to character as well from everything that we've seen in the show so far. Sure, she's been a huge talk.
1: And like, yeah, there, there's there's an there's an element to this where I'm like, okay, we're already starting like the PR rebrand sort of stuff. And if you want to be cynical about it, uh, I guess it's that that's evidence for that. Yeah. But I also feel like she generally backs it up. Yep. Um, you know, she she and and that that's something that's very common to people in creative industries and stuff like that where they have to play roles of a certain kind and then that's not reflected anyway um she says she regrets choosing her career over her personal life um, I can understand getting to a point in your life and feeling that way sure. like I think she's achieved a lot of cool stuff too she's
0: done a lot of great stuff she's 37 she's ready to have a fam yeah she I do cool. feel like
1: this kind of plays right into the Bachelorette's hands a little bit like this is a similar story that we had with Georgia Love who yeah. had been working in news reporting and uh, left her job to be on the show because she felt like she had taken too much of her time to do that and that kind of thing mm. um, so it's familiar ground but it, 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 it underlines the reason why she was picked for the role yes um at sunset, Sophie does some yoga on the beach, saying she wants a good man who will be by her side forever. Uh, and then she gets dressed up in a very ritzy baby pink gown uh, and heels, and she wrings her hands nervously in the back seat of a limo over the Harbour Bridge.
0: Do you notice how she kind of got a bit emotional when she was talking about how she just wants a good man?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I mean, like, yeah, she doesn't go into explicit detail about, like, how much her previous relationships have, like cause her pain or anything like that yeah. at this point but you do get the sensation that she has lived like a life and the fact that she is a little older than a lot of other people who appear on the show means that they've probably more to tap into in her like
0: back history yeah it feels like there's uh, a certain amount of like damage that's been done or you know some things that have happened in her very full uh and three-dimensional life mm. and yeah. honestly
1: like i agree i feel like she does deserve john goodman <laughs> <so>. <laughs> um sophie steps out of the limo and walks towards the mansion where osha is waiting for her um and they're clearly old friends which i think is really sweet it's really nice yeah they've they've rubbed shoulders plenty of times i'm sure they're in similar industries and stuff Mm -hmm. um but they they get along really well and so sophie kind of opens up she says she's nervous um she also says she doesn't care about looks um she doesn't want someone that's prettier than her um and uh she also talks about how she's never taken the lead in a relationship, uh, tending to be won over by people who like her beforehand,
0: you know? Yeah. Um It was a nice uh thing that she said to Osha there where uh she was like, Yeah, I find out that someone likes me and I'm like, Cool, thanks for liking me. Mm. you know? And it's it's very uh I guess indicative of, of what her personality is and, you know, the way that she sees herself. And it's interesting to get an insight into uh I guess a major or Australian celebrity in that way, you yeah. Know? Like a very revealing uh, piece of self psychoanalysis,
1: yeah. And it is quite a relatable thing, I think. Mm. Like you would assume, as someone who is a celebrity who lives in an ivory tower or whatever, like that <laughs> she could have her pick of whichever of the humans,
0: whichever <laughs> of the members are that she wants. Yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly. I mean, she picked a pretty good one, but yeah, yeah. Moments later, the first limo arrives. And we get this very staged, oh, crap, what's this from Sophie <laughs> um, right before we cut to commercial. Yeah. Uh, and it turns out that what this is, is Apollo. Oh, God. What? That's the opposite reaction to what I thought. <laughs> so Apollo, oh, my gosh. Okay. Apollo is a mu- uh, a magician. Yes. Um, not a magician. <laughs> magician. He is a magician who appears from a puff of smoke and produces a flaming rose in a very magic-y sort of a way. Uh, Sophie says that she is highly flammable To which he says you are looking smoking very smooth very nice yes um, so Apollo is a traveling magician and Sophie points out that he is a hot one wow because of all the smoking stuff uh, and Apollo calls Sophie a 12 out of 10 mathematically sure
0: F- that's fine yeah um, now, you sound like you're holding something back. What's what's your vibe? I just am not sure what to make of Apollo because it seems like he's okay. Yeah. Like, a, And he's a young, very good-looking mm-hmm. dude. However, he's a traveling magician. That's true. That's the thing that I can't get over. And it's you know? a bit of a red Everything flag. Everything about Apollo is like, this is cool. This is fine. This is fine. This is fine. And then there's this one big hump that mm. is called... Travelling magician Yes And like which Where do you travel to do that Like what carnivals do you attend Mm, Most of them probably Yeah Yeah He's on the road The fuck dude
1: (laughs) So he asks what made Sophie go on the show And she says she doesn't really meet anyone You know Normal So naturally She had to go on a reality television show (laughs) To meet a nice down to earth magician Named
0: Apollo Oh my god (laughs)
1: Just let that sink in uh, Also Apollo is 24 It Makes me feel very insecure
0: Oh same Yep Have you seen
1: him? Oh he's an Adonis He's a tower of a man yeah. Um, Jared 31 is up next He manages his family's vineyard in oh, Victoria Jared. He is your farmer who wants a wife essentially Yeah um, At least if the banjo and mandolin music that play- that is playing in the background has anything to say about it um, We watch him Pat and Alpaca Uh, And pour himself a glass of red in a little cutaway, um, pondering when he will hopefully find a soulmate to, quote, treat like a
0: queen. Important to note here that uh, the characters who do get cutaways Mm. tend to do pretty well. Yes. So get used to seeing Jared uh, for a a fair while this season. Jared's going to stick around. What's your first impression of him? (sighs) He Gives me chills. Like in what way?
1: He's well. Okay, so the next thing he says is, "I really hope Sophie is my special one." <laughs>
0: just yeah, just good. I'm on, on the same page. It's like
1: spine. I I don't know what it is, but something like at the very core of my existence is like, "Do not trust Jared."
0: <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so I, let me explain to you what it is. Okay, if you look at his picture, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. region between where his nose ends oh, no. and where his like just above his eyebrows mm. is squished together. And there's something that's just not trustworthy in that. Okay. There's just something in that in that frame here. I don't want to say it's necessarily like a physical face thing. It's a face for me, thing, dude. Yeah. It's just like just look at his face, and there's something in there that's just. Sometimes you can tell by people's faces. Mm. Well, know. we get to observe a lot of his behavior as well, so I, I feel like we can we can back this up. Yeah, I. It's am, a it's a first response sort of thing, but it is a first first impression. And my first impression, realistically, was like. And my friend and your friend, Cal Bailey, texted me about this. Mm. He was like, I have a real urge to bully this man.
1: Oh, no. And I was like, yeah, kind of. Yeah. And that's a problem because you're in a position to do so quite publicly (laughs) (laughs) on the record. Um, He meets Sophie carrying a great big earthenware bowl of grapes, um, as well as a glass of his vineyard's Sav Blanc. Hey, Max, where do you stand on grapes?
0: They're grape. Wow okay. No the
1: answer is On the bachelorette Ah um, that's funny They squish around In the big grape bowl This is so weird It's the second person yeah. And already we're like Squishing feet up in stuff It's just yuck It's like I mean it's awkward and, and um, it seems like They're clearly kind of Giving him enough time To talk to her Yeah Um, With this that lets them Get very close to each other uh-huh. But I do not like it I don't like it It's very weird Like I get it When they're at a vineyard Or whatever Sure. But like for him to just bring
0: Here we'll stand on Some grapes together uh-huh. I don't know There's something about this dude That I just don't trust and Or like at mm. all I, I'm really not here for him
1: Also Jared was in the military For 12 years uh, okay. Okay. Um, Sophie shares that she went to Iraq to sing for the troops, um, mentioning that her critics thought that they had been through enough already. Ah, which I thought was a fun cutaway, like a fu- not a cutaway, it's a just funny a funny line. A funny line from her, yeah. and then Jared like mansplains like, "You shouldn't listen to the tabloids. You shouldn't listen to the
0: press, even if they're critical about you or whatever." I'm uh, like oh,
1: she's been in the game for a while, dude.
0: She knows about this, man. What do you know, fucking? Grapefoot? <laughs> Grapefoot. <laughs> <laughs> I, was just wait. I was just letting you hang there because I knew that something was going to come. Yeah, yeah. And that was it.
1: Um, up next, carrying a boombox and wearing an Adidas tracksuit and gold chain, is yeah. Eden, a scaffolder from Perth mm-hmm. uh, with a pretty thick New Zealand accent. Um, he arrives at the mat and starts to break dance for her all without speaking. It's a very strange opening. Gambit Yeah Uh, Does it work? Well I don't I mean like At least he's not rapping I feel like that would have Made things worse (laughs) If he was like Yo Sophie Monk My name is Eden And I'm here to say." Yeah You could fill in the blank Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Please fill in the blank Now (laughs) man.
0: I'm meeting You're you're meeting Eden And I'm treating You to
1: Check out our band Um, Yeah what's (laughs) our
0: band called? The Naked Bear Ladies That's
1: right (laughs) Then Eden sort of negs her. Um, he says that she might recognize the boombox because she's old, I guess. Uh, yeah,
0: what's up with they this? They haven't had boomboxes for a while? That's rude.
1: Fuck you, Eden. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like Eden at all. I don't
0: like Eden very much. I'm waiting
1: for Eden to do anything I like at this yes. point. Um, up next is James. He is 31. He's a financial advisor from Sydney, and he's pretty shy. Um, but he has brought her a rose quartz pendant. Uh-huh. Um, he says it's the stone of the heart, and I thought it would be pretty cool. <laughs>
0: I think that James is kind of okay. James? Yeah, I think there's a sweetness to James of like a kind heart there. Yeah. Uh, And nothing that he said or did, I was like, oh, you're like, there's sparks here. Mm. But I was also like, you're a kind boy.
1: So James apologizes for being awkward, but he says he's trying to put himself out there. um, And he says that Sophie is funny and beautiful and it'd be good to get to know her. Um, when he leaves He walks the wrong direction And so if he has to Give him directions uh, this, this seems to happen Every time it now It does But it is still kind of fun Worked out okay for Tara Yeah exactly yeah. Well I
0: mean she didn't win But It's true Everyone loves her Yeah
1: um, James I think Is definitely playing A bit of a shy role Uh huh um, But watching at home I want to say I was giving him A bit of an eye roll
0: Yeah Okay
1: fair Because I think maybe He's putting it on a bit Alright At least in this first interaction
0: as the episodes progressed and especially into the second episode i was very impressed by james and he kind of i feel like is going to win the heart of a nation
1: i also think james had a better showing on the second episode yeah i think straight out the limo i think he had maybe even recently decided that he was going to be very very shy yeah um and like that was going to work for him That's and i think his gambit it's a pretty fair like tack you know tactic. Yeah. um but he probably needed a week's practice or something. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I get you. He's a little bit like, uh, uh, uh. I'm a neurotic nerd. Mm. He's not. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, he seems pretty fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, next, uh, three small children
0: <laughs> oh, <God. laughs>
1: exit the vehicle um, with these weird little bow ties and slick-backed hair. I don't oh, like this. I hated it. This, this is bad.
0: This whole thing was shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: their names are Levi, Liam, and Ashton, and they are the nephews of the next contestant, Sam. Uh, Uncle Sam. Ugh.
0: So we've got to, we've got to chat about Sam. Later. Yeah. There's so much stuff yeah, going on yeah, with yeah. Sam. Yeah. Sam's the worst. Sam's really bad. Sam's the worst person on the whole season. And
1: we've got villains yeah. like to spare this yeah, time around. Yeah. It Absolutely. seems like that's you know, a bit of a pattern now. Like it, they decided it worked quite well having two villains on Bachelor.
0: Yeah. Now we've got two maybe three. Uh, Sam is an absolute buffoon. Yeah. And I can't stand him. Yeah. Basically everything that comes out of his mouth is bad. I rolled my eyes and made
1: audible vomit sounds when I was watching this. Yep. Um, the little kids say that the best thing that Sam has ever done for them is take them to Target. What the hell is that? Is it sponsored or something? I couldn't even tell. I don't know. Not a glowing review of Target or anything like that. No, it's not a glowing review of Uncle Sam either. No, no. Um, (laughs) Do better. Yeah. Sophie gets a big hug from all the little boys. Um, She asks Sam about the trip to Target uh, and he disapprovingly says they put on bras about the little boys, which obviously that's the worst thing
0: yeah, of course. You could, yeah, you could do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you could Sam. just dial your max- masculinity uh, up about ten percent, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, I think we need that. From yeah, right definitely. Now. Yeah. We're not getting enough of that on this show. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's also a little bit of business with his man bun. Um, he could just say bun. I like that Sophie put shit on him. Yeah. She was like, did you get that when it was popular? <laughs> <laughs> I like that too. And awful. it really is a very, very bad hair, dude. It's awful.
1: I think probably whoever was in hair and makeup also disliked him yeah. and was like, we can make this worse. <laughs> Cause it's like <laughs> clinging to parts of his face and like dangling in other places. There's, and-
0: yeah. There's parts of it that are like 2006 emo. Mm. Um, and then there's parts of it that are like uh master chef man bun from two years ago. Yeah. 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 Um, she unties
1: it to see what it looks like out, and it's even worse. It's so bad. <laughs> it's just I don't like looking at Sam.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Boy, we can let's move keep on moving now. on. Yeah. We got more to talk about. Next about up, this shithead later.
1: Yeah. Next up, Jordan, a bar manager from Brisbane, steps out, explaining in voiceover that he is super weird. Before leaning in to kiss Sophie on the cheek, um, and his thing is that he's brought a blindfold which has Sophie and Jordan play hide and seek scrawled on it. He puts it on her face and he kisses her on the cheek again, ever so gently. And then he runs off and goes inside the house. And he, too I, weird. Yeah, I think he's hoping that she's going to like, follow him straight away. But too weird. <laughs> way too weird. Just and too I weird. love that Sophie takes it off, throws it away, <laughs> and then the next man steps out of the living <laughs> <laughs> That is enough. Uh, Luke, who is a business coach consultant from Sydney. Yeah.
0: Is that all one job? <laughs> business coach consultant. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. How do you. Wait, how do you consult? He consults business, business coaches. coaches? Not sure. Doesn't that make you a business coach? Uh, <laughs> D- uh, yeah. Or you're a business coach coach. We should ask him. I yeah, guess. we need to get him on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: he gets a very florid orchestral score, suggesting that he is a real front runner.
0: Luke's my winner pick.
1: Oh, interesting. Yep. He. Shares a very similar look to the guy who won Australian Survivor last year.
0: Oh, he didn't win, but he came second, Lee.
1: Oh, Lee, didn't he
0: win? No, Christie won. Oh, that's right. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah in yeah. that beautiful dramatic ending. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but no, he does look so similar to Lee. Cal yeah. Bailey also pointed that out to me. I was like, Yes.
1: Um, she says he's a bit George Clooney-ish. Yeah. I guess Sophie didn't watch Survivor. Um, and uh, he's a little bit nervous, he gets out of the way pretty quickly. Um, but we did get a moment to look at him. It's not like he was skipped over, skipped over. No. Um, there just wasn't a whole lot there yet, but interesting win to pick.
0: I think we'll get a, I think we'll get a loop package at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay.
1: We then do the montage where we rush through a bunch of people who don't matter. Um, Chad, Brett, Harry, uh, Jefferson, who has brought a pizza box full of roses.
0: Jefferson. <laughs> it's not a name. Mm. Oh, it's true. an airplane.
1: <laughs> um, Starship, maybe? Uh yeah. that's true. Uh, Jamie, uh, Pete, who has a boyfriend T hanging on his shoulder, which says "A rose amongst thorns," which he gives to her. Wow, that's like—it's very weird.
0: They're very odd. Yeah. Um,
1: before we arrive at the real front runner of the competition in my eyes, my winner pick, and my personal favourite,
2: <laughs>
1: Hayden. Who drops Hayden. who drops the most instantly memorable and shareable quote I've ever heard in the Bachelor family of shows from any country? Okay. He simply says, You look dabulous. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst dabbing, of course. I adore him. Hayden, come on the show.
0: <laughs> You're welcome anytime. <laughs> oh my goodness.
1: Yeah, look, this was just the best. Uh I gift it, I shared it. There's so much...
0: I got so much time for Hayden. Oh my God, he's so good.
1: Yeah. Sometimes they'll give us one person like this who is just there for gifts, basically. (laughs) Who is just (laughs) there for like funny Vox Pops. Yeah. And he pops up a few times throughout these episodes and he's just a beacon of
0: light, honestly. Every time. (laughs) He's so good. I want more from Hayden, um... I want to see if him he's like, show.
1: does he have a fidget spinner that he's just waiting to bring out? <laughs> is he going to do the water bottle flip? Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Like, how many, like, is he going to give her an expanding brain brain meme? Yeah, like, totally. Is he going to print one out? Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> each, one, each level of the expanding brain meme is a different member of Bardo, and the bottom one is <laughs> Sophie Martin. I was cool. going to say
0: each one is a different cast member and then the bottom one is him. Oh, that's pretty good too,
1: yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so, uh, now we have to trudge through the rest of this episode. Ugh. Um, Mac, 35, from Perth, has an acoustic guitar. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, and he's had a crush on Sophie Mug for the best part of ten years.
2: Oh, boy. <laughs>
1: no. Not a good sign. No, Mac's got a beautiful voice, but I don't like him. Um, you're talking about yourself? Ah. <laughs> um, Mac performs a shitty song that he has written for her with lyrics like, You, 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 me, yeah, yeah, you and me. You, 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 me You, you, you Me, yeah, yeah You and me <laughs> 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 This is troubling
0: You write it in the limo? Is he, is he a professional musician? What's What's his job? I'm
1: not sure I can't remember what his oh, chiron said Okay Uh, It doesn't help that he looks a tiny bit like Jon from Tripod though He does look a little bit like A little bit, bit like more Yon. hair But just yeah. about Yeah
0: Yeah, he does look a bit like
1: Yon Like he could fill in for Yon If Yon got sick or something <laughs> Be well, Yon Yes Yeah <laughs> Yeah, peace be with you. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, oh boy. I'm, I'm hey, right.
0: when uh, Yon from Tripod uh, goes away on holidays, mm-hmm. and Gatesian uh, Scott, Scott, yeah, yeah, want to know where he is? Do they say that he's over yonder? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. They do Let's say. Keep that. going.
1: Yeah, that's what they say. They they ask me. Mm. Because I've got eyes on yon at all times. (laughs) Uh, I do not want to talk about this next person. His name is Blake.
0: Ah, yeah, yeah. Blake's our villain. He's fine. I mean, there's a few villains, but he's Mm. really—he's the one wearing the red suit. You know, he's yeah, yeah. He's uh, Sam from last year. Yeah, Blake. Essentially, but not as good.
1: Yeah, Blake is 29. He's an investor slash entrepreneur from Perth. Yuck. He is a real textbook villain for this show. Um, seemingly right out of the same playbook as Chad from JoJo's season, yeah. of the U.S. Bachelorette. Uh, he is a successful rich prick who says that he's confident by the age of 40 he'll be able to buy whatever he wants, even from, quote, the Ferrari shop.
0: <laughs> oh, God.
1: Um, in a selfie-taking, working-out montage, he talks about wanting to date and marry a hot girl. He says he's, quote, nothing like this show has ever seen before, which is funny because last season we also featured a total dick named Blake. What up? What up? Um, Blake arrives with, quote, the perfect present to really blow her mind. Um, And he's got a box that's full of Ugg boots, red wine, and... Well, actually, this bit was actually pretty cool. Um, he pulls out a stunning furry jacket in mm. pink and baby blue, which is the exact same kind that you and I posed in over the weekend. Oh, was it that Poison Peter Alexander, Alexander jacket? Yeah, I think so. Oh,
0: so it's the Abbey jacket. Yeah, we
1: have pictures of us wearing this same
0: jacket. Right? So have you seen those photos? I want to see those photos. Right on Instagram. I think oh, you got tagged. in. Go. Okay. you check go. your phone. Check your bloody phone, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's fun. Um, Yeah, shout out to Abby uh, for letting us uh, wear her cool pink jacket. Yes. Um, Shout out to Blake for being okay. Hey, hey, Blake. All right, let's uh, keep going. uh,
1: Blake says he can't wait to show the guys exactly what they're up against. And he begins picking on short dudes, older blokes, and those, quote, thinning on top. And he's barely even arrived at the cocktail party yet. Very good. We're in for some fun with Blake. Ryan, 26, is a construction foreman from Sydney and will continue to be a shitty dark spot on this episode and the rest of the season as we continue. Here's another bad guy.
0: I'm trying to place Ryan in my head. What's his deal? Uh,
1: his ideal woman has, quote, got to look after herself
0: oh, this, and has got to shed. have that,
1: quote, spontaneity <laughs> that he looks oh, for in a God. woman. God. <laughs> Um
0: What's spontaneity? Not entirely
1: sure. That is might it? be Paul F. Tompkins' new
0: podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um Is it uh spontaneity but with continuity? I think so, yeah. Yeah.
1: Like your regularly scheduled Spontaneous. spontaneousness. Yes. Yes. Um so right out the gate, Ryan wonders why Sophie's previous relationships haven't worked out, which I think is a weird question to lead with. Definitely. Um
0: Yo, but, what's wrong with you?
1: Yeah, exactly. Hey, you're thirty seven. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Um, And in a dark In a low and intense voice He says I'm always looking for love Whilst this like Very dark brooding music Plays in the background
0: Yeah Fucking Edward Cullen over here Yeah, yeah. I don't know
1: what he's aiming for He seems very serious And not respectful of her at all No
0: He's about to bite her neck And then impregnate her With his vampire baby Even mm. though it's gonna kill her
1: Except without being quite as hot
0: Yeah Um. Or sparkly the sparkliness is the thing that he's if really he had had in. some
1: glitter on, I would have liked him probably 20, 30% more.
0: That's true. Yeah. I mean, at this point we are questioning his commitment to sparkle motion.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> um, it's funny. You should mention that. Cause he says he's a big music fan. Ah, um, although he
1: chides her where, you know, he's like, Oh, it's cool. So what music do you like? And she says she likes listening to things like Justin Bieber and Britney Spears. She is like a popular music artist. She is a pop a, artist. Yeah. Yes. A recording artist of many years experience and mm-hmm. whatnot. Um, but he suggests that he could change her by making her listen to whatever fucking fucking Coldplay. Yeah. I don't know. Some corporate bullshit. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Ryan's a piece of shit. Um, but at least Sophie doesn't like him either. Good. Um, we don't like him. Hopefully we're not going to have to look too much at him anymore. Although inside he begins to brag about how he's got a lot going on and how he doesn't want to waste his time. If Sophie's not interested. Good. We love this. Yeah. Um, Apollo is highlighted as quote one hell of a guy. Um, he offers his seat to someone when when so- things get get a little bit crowded. Yeah, uh, and of course he starts showing some more magic tricks to the boys. I think that's all pretty sweet. I mean, I, yeah, it's a, this is the thing. I like Apollo. We
0: I mean we I catch can't him not get over the magician thing. Yeah,
1: well, we catch him like complimenting the other men on the clothing that they're yeah. wearing, wearing and he's like generally being a bit of a sweetheart. The yeah. magic thing will probably I, I really like the idea that like Sophie really likes him as well. They get on great. She's attracted they're attracted to one another and stuff, but they have to have like a deep meaningful serious conversation about how he's a magician.
0: <laughs> <laughs> how did you get to this point? Yeah.
1: How is this going to work Which reality show real? You go on? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah.
0: <laughs> and he's like the bachelor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Et Et sure.
1: <laughs> yes, uh, there's a little bit more dabbing, thank God, and Sam does a lot of silly voices. I think he's uh, uh, he's like fucking Seth MacFarlane
0: or something. He, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He 100 percent is. Um, I don't exactly know what it is with Sam, but he's a clown. Yeah, and that's the thing like, and he's not a villain in the sense that uh, Ryan or Blake are mm. villains. Mm. He's a villain in the sense that he has no fucking idea. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, Um, Um, or at least he's being portrayed to be utterly clueless. Yeah, and have incredible, uh, and have an incredible lack of self awareness. Yeah, yeah, and
1: hairstyling. (laughs) So Osher Ginsberg, speaking of hairstyling, oh, what a man. man! What a hunk! Uh, He officially welcomes them to their first cocktail party, and in voiceover, Apollo reveals that he is a massive Osher fan. Fuck
0: yeah. We feel you, buddy. Yeah. How can you have any doubts about him now? This is the thing. (laughs) I think he's great. He's just a magician who travels, (laughs) and I don't understand. Maybe I'm so conflicted. Maybe he travels like... He's an
1: Adonis. He could do what he wants. No, you're right. I think this is what he wants. Okay. I think he likes this. He likes blowing people's minds and... Yeah. You know. I don't know what kind of audiences he plays to.
0: That's the thing. What? Which casinos is he at?
1: I would hate to find out that he was, like, as well as doing magic for these people, yeah. he was maybe, like, um, serving them food and drinks without wearing a shirt. That, to me, would be really distressing and something that we would need to have, like, a big national conversation about. <laughs> so I hope to God we don't find out that's what his whole thing is. And when he takes his shirt off in episode two,
0: ooh, I was close to getting upset. Oh, very, very, very <sighs> problematic.
1: Osha says, Tonight could be the start of a beautiful love story between one of you and Sophie, but you'll need one of these, a red rose. Um, and then in a hilarious deadpan... I really think he should get nominated for Logies. Like, I really do. Because yeah. um, this is hard work. He delivers this next bit. In a worldwide bachelorette first, tonight there is another very special rose in play. The Double Delight Rose. <laughs> as its name it's suggests... Hard. It, it's <laughs> hard. to do this. And is.
0: Oshie's doing a
1: good job. Yeah, he says, as its name suggests, it has double the benefits. Whomever Sophie gives it to you is granted two single dates. With Sophie...
0: This is, like, I want to have this conversation about the Double the Light Rose a bit later because who receives the rose is very pertinent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, What do you think of it as a mechanic to begin with? If you can separate the fact that we know who got the Double the Light Rose and the kind of, like, what's about to ensue, what do you think of it as just a competition mechanic? It's cool. Yeah.
1: I think it really changes the game in an interesting way. I agree. I think having two single days... Like, there are people who got to the final, like, five or six on Bachelor having only had two single
0: dates. Yeah. Maybe even only having one. Yeah. I mean, how many did Elise have? Uh, Only the one, right? I couldn't
1: possibly remember, but yeah, yeah, not a lot. Um, So it could really change things a great deal. The only issue I have with it now is that like the first impression rose, like the white rose, like other like special roses have been in the past, mm. it become it steals away the conversation. It becomes the topic of these first couple of episodes in a way that is quite tedious because we have to hear what everyone thinks about who gets the rose and we have to go over, you know, how the person who got the rose feels about it at, at every juncture and that kind of thing and that does get
0: a a little boring. It is going to set up uh, pretty beautifully I think it couldn't have worked out any better in terms of who got this rose in terms of like what we're going to see because I love watching someone set themselves up to fall over on their fucking face. And I really cannot wait for that to happen. Me too I'm so excited about it. Uh, but you know, like as a mechanic, it's a total game changer mm-hmm. because the person who gets it, you know, uh, is, is guaranteed time Yeah, and time is exactly uh, like relationships are what proximity and opportunity. Mm. Uh, this gives you both of those two things mm. twice. Yeah. Um, and monop- even if the like, first one's not great, you've yeah, still got another one
1: in the back pocket. You get you know? to
0: monopolize your opportunities here. Sure. Yeah. Can Sophie cut. The person, if she's not into it, without having to go on the second day, we do not know. Okay, that
1: I'm sure that will be a source of tension. I hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sophie enters the party, and they all applaud. Luke, in recap, calls her an angel. Um, And Osha says, Sophie, I believe you had something you wanted to say. And she says, I'm pregnant. No, I'm joking. (laughs) So fun. Um, She has prepared a little morale-boosting speech for the men. Um, But before she can even get a word out, Ryan swoops in. Uh, He grabs her by the arm and takes her away. What do you think of this? Not a fan. Not a fan
0: either. Really hated, actually. Yeah. Like, you know what? Before you say the important thing that you want to say, I'm going to insert myself.
1: Yeah. And uh, it, like... I mean this it's it's not explicitly like a consent thing or whatever but like it really sets a bad precedent yes and I don't think like I don't think it's very responsible of the producers of this show to cast people who are going to do stuff like this.
0: No, I don't think that's because like it, yeah.
1: Sophie's gone a lot, like out of her way to be on this program, yeah. Like the least she deserves is to be able to get the formalities out of the way, you yeah. know,
0: and to say what she needs There's to gonna say. There's going to be plenty of dudes.
1: opportunity for these creepy dudes to fucking rub up on her, yep. like over the course of the night and
0: the rest of the series, like, yeah. And just, he just like is a, a dog and wants to piss on her and before anybody else can. That's right, yeah, and it sucks. So
1: Ryan wants to grill her on whether she's there for the right reasons I think quote If you want to drink Yeah Probably not a bad idea um, And while he is Interrupted by both Harry and Jordan He refuses to budge Which is really bad It's shit Um, I he, just, Yeah Yeah and it's not like he's doing it because he loves Sophie so much or anything. No, he's it's a power like, thing. It's just I am the dominion. most important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he tells Sophie he's a bit sceptical and wants to know if she's there for the right reasons. Again, <laughs> drink. <laughs> um, Sophie lets her guard down at this point. Um, she tells him about the narcissistic and superficial entertainment industry. Um, and the words, down to earth and everyday person are thrown around a few more times. I do think, like... I don't know. Those terms are inherently, I think, kind of classist constructs. Yes. Yes. Like, there's no such thing really as an everyday person. And I think what you mean is like, uh, you know, like Sophie has been blinded by privilege for quite a while. Like, you know, and, you know, she like whatever, like, you know, she's worked very hard and, and has achieved a great position in her life and that kind yes. of thing. I don't, I don't necessarily besmirch her or that or anything.
0: No, um, you don't besmirch her?
1: <laughs> we had a conversation about the word besmirch earlier and now it's stuck in my head. Because you can't like
0: smirch. You can't smirch someone. No. It's weird. It's like you can't be stitious No matter how drunk you get at a party or a gig or whatever Yeah There's no smudge at the end of the
1: night Yeah Uh, So sad (laughs) She says I'm not your regular bachelorette I want Ryan to know I want the men to know I want all of Australia to know That I'm here for one reason To
0: fall in love I want to say that this is for the camera And not for Ryan Oh Absolutely, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: for sure Yeah, and um, like
0: what is what is happening in this vulnerability here Isn't him berating her until she wears down mm. But her very smartly pivoting and realizing that she's in this conversation And needs to make the most of it Yeah Because it's likely going to be on the television Having been a reality TV star for 17 years Mm-hmm and, yeah, I think this is a smart play from Sophie.
1: Yeah, I think you could read it as her like rewarding his very toxic and shitty behavior, yes, with this like moment of vulnerability. But I think you're right. like it it's not her doing it's not her doing it for him. It's her doing it for everyone else mm-hmm. um which is it's fairly good. Um I'm not super sold on how compelling this arc is of her like trying to find a regular guy. Because she's been a Hollywood, like that kind of thing. I
0: yeah, I mean, and there's that I other. Just, thing I just of feel like, like we don't need to keep saying it out loud. Yeah, I agree. Um, and the other thing is, like the she mentioned, the looks don't matter to her, mm. which is interesting, mm. um, because you know these dudes show up, and there's a level of like, do you have to try, or like, mm. you know, does it matter that you are not uh, attractive, or you know, whereas if this if the shoe were on the other foot, like sure. every woman on the Bachelorette is, Oh, on the Bachelor rather is dressed to the nines and there is so much pressure to be beautiful. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah. Which like, I want to applaud Sophie for not making that a focus, but also like she has decided to find her next relationship partner on a TV show through a casting agency and stuff. Like there are certain kinds of people who don't make it on the show.
0: Certain kinds of normal everyday kind of people. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like the, the idea that the bachelor or bachelorette is representative of the kind of people who make up Australia is laughable. That, <laughs> like we've really true, yes. we've talked
0: about that a lot. Well, um, we have to discuss how white this cast is. It's, as insane. Well. it's Fuck, insane. It's insane. It
1: might be worse than last time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, last time there was one uh, person of color and he left in episode one. Mm. Uh, this time there was one person of color and he left in episode two. Yeah. Oof.
1: I don't know the background of everyone on the show. Sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But it's not, not to profile, but yeah. yeah. It doesn't look. Good good
1: anyway uh jordan oh he God. says so double delight and jordan kind of rhyme which i don't think is true but no. he's clearly getting a very kooky edit and i don't think what he was really
0: trying to say is being captured by this probably. i agree yeah you get the dodo music here too yes exactly yeah. yeah
1: he pitches a date where he and sophie quote drive to nowhere together um and like there's no actual commentary from anyone except for the really overzealous music editor who's piping in like crickets and fucking, <laughs> like pizzicato strings and stuff some things never change no. um sophie admits to wine stomper jared um that she doesn't like a guy that likes taking selfies she says it's very vain
0: grapefoot is what we're gonna call him from now <laughs> on Sorry, yeah grapefoot
1: um uh th- 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 i think that selfie stuff is gonna cause some friction with blake who we saw him taking lots of selfies and he talks about it later and stuff. Mm. Um, Anyway, Sophie and Jared connect over their previous relationships. They've both been engaged in the past, um, although Jared chose the army over his relationship, deciding that it was time to do something and, quote, get off the couch, which for me seems like maybe a problem that could be solved with a Fitbit. Um, Yeah,
0: uh, look, 12 years as well. Yeah. So was he engaged at 19?
1: Uh... Yeah I guess so He is the Yeah he's 31 so
0: It's interesting you know Like if that's If that's the way That that's being constructed And he chose the army Over his relationship Hmm. He must have been engaged At 19 Is that my Is my maths wrong
1: No I guess that That checks out Yeah
0: Okay Um, That's interesting
1: Yeah Um, so rather than keep spending time one-on-one, Sophie decides to get a big group together with all the men and she wants to play never have I ever good, which is a fun party game. I think it's a very strong move. Good, open, early bacheloretting from Sophie Monk.
0: Uh, I like that all in confessional here. She said, uh, something like I could play seven minutes in heaven, but it's 18 (laughs) dudes and one of me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's fair enough sounds like roughly three hours in hell. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, Sophie says, never have I ever been cheated on. Um, which seems to really upset Jordan who starts tearing up a little bit. Um, Sophie seems pretty genuinely concerned whilst Ryan across the way seems really, really dismissive. Yeah. Um, it sucked says Jordan because I was accused of cheating and I never did. Um, he, he sort of says that between sobs. Um, and then it comes out that she actually didn't cheat either. Neither of them did. It was just like they were really insecure about their relationship or something. Yeah. And again, this is an edit problem because we don't he doesn't actually get to explain what's making him upset or Nothing. anything like that. Yeah. Instead we get we cut to Blake, who is the red suited villain guy yeah. who who says, What are you crying for then? Um, and then gets the chance to like dig into his masculinity in a recap. Um, he calls him an attention seeker and tells him to quote be a man yeah i hate um, that which is just really fucking toxic mm. um and uh yeah suddenly a sea otter is spotted in the swimming pool A sea Osha I see otter. <laughs> <I see Usher. laughs> um, uh, the seventh sense. the sequel <laughs> I see otter <Usher> people Yeah <laughs> um, no, they spot an otter, like an actual otter, uh, mm-hmm. in the pool, which causes everything to grind to a halt, and then we cut to commercial. This is very That's weird. It's very handy. Yeah. It's like somebody was like, I have also ha- heard enough from Blake, so <laughs> release the dogs, <laughs> uh, the hounds. Um, doesn't quite grind to enough of a halt, though, because Blake uh, starts taking some pot shots at the two man-bunned gentlemen at the house, Yes, uh, Harry and Sam. Wait, wait, wait. Are we
0: going to keep talking about the possum otter? That was about it. Do you have anything else for us? Well, yeah, it would turn out to be a possum. Did it? Yeah. Okay. As if sea otter... They, they're not going to put a sea otter in a pool in Sydney. I don't know. There's no way. Well, It could be near it's, the zoo. A possum got out of a tree right. and ran into the pool. Okay. And swam across the pool. <laughs> I'm glad we clarified that. It's very important to clarify. And then I didn't someone... realize they
1: could swim. This must be some kind of possum
0: magic. <laughs> <laughs> someone contact Mem Fox. No. Okay.
1: So Blake begins to take some pot shots at the two man bunned gentlemen in the house, uh, Harry and Sam. And noticing there's a rivalry brimming between the man buns and the two clean cuts, Hayden and Blake, um, Apollo suggests a walk off
0: between the two teams. I didn't know that Zoolander was so, still a thing that people reference. Yeah,
1: it took me a few minutes to figure out that this was a Zoolander thing. Yeah. Cuz it's like kind of a subtle reference in a movie that came out like nearly 20 years ago.
0: Yeah. Now. Um uh yeah, and so from th- the youngest contestant on the cast. Yeah. It's very odd. Like I watched that movie
1: a few times, sure. but a long, long time ago. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um anyway, the
1: the buns let their hair down. Uh, and some not quite but really close to Pharrell Williams music <laughs> starts playing which is funny because a lot of Pharrell Williams music is like not quite exactly the same as Marvin Gay or whatever but yeah yeah you know, but close yeah uh, and, and it starts playing while they're all shaking and shimmying yeah. and doing some moves and stuff like that it's worth mentioning and I find this really funny to think about that when they're shooting the show like as a production thing they yeah. can't actually be playing any music no um, this is all going to be silent so they can catch all the dialogue and stuff like that which means that they're all just kind of like wiggling around and, like idiots yes <laughs> in complete silence yes <laughs> there's really... no music
0: <laughs> yeah I like it's that it's really good um so it was Sam and uh Harry cause I'm Harry <laughs> Jesus <laughs> love it gotcha uh
1: yeah uh, uh it's funny cause uh Sam is despicable <laughs> <laughs> um the clean cuts begin stripping and doing the little Zoolander face thing from that movie that we've all seen yep Blue steel. Blue steel, yeah. Okay, I got it. Um, Short-haired Hayden shows off some nice moves before we get a slow-motion shot of him supposedly removing his underwear and (laughs) throwing them into Sophie's open hands. (laughs) What? This was
0: weird. (laughs) This is from the
1: same brilliant mind who brought you... Absolutely... (laughs)
0: <laughs> His next move, like he's the magician. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Totally. It's, su- it's super weird as well because on the Chiron it says Apollo 24, but I thought Apollo's 13.
1: <laughs> Very good. Um, Sam is picked as the loser. And he has to go on an undie run, which I guess is a nudie run that they can air at primetime. Uh-huh. Um, and he games the situation to be less of an embarrassment and more of a gradual striptease. Um, but he's not that good at it. And he's wearing these thermal long johns, which is pretty <laughs> funny. Um, they bother to subtitle his cry of, are you not entertained? Before he jumps into the pool. Um, it's just more of these fucking pop culture references. Like, I really think he is like a family guy, a walking family guy episode. Uh huh. Um, but he gets this triumphant music when he jumps into the pool. Max, do you remember exactly one year ago when this exact thing happened when, like, one of the dudes jumped into the pool on opening night to get the bachelorette's attention? In
0: fact, I do. Um
1: there's a real hatchet job of editing where everyone frantically tries to get a moment with Sophie, but we don't see more than a few seconds of any of it. Yeah. Um Jared and Sam are raised as potential double delight front runners. Um Sam feels concerned that he has embarrassed himself by running around in his undies. But moments later, Sophie rejoins the men, picks up the double delight rose, which she pretty swiftly delivers to Uncle Sam.
0: Wow. Yeah. This was this was my impression here. Like of all these, of all people. of the dudes, this is the b- this person who made the best first there impression. There was a guy
1: who said, "Dab absolutely, you look Dabulous. <laughs> and you passed a rose, <laughs> yeah, right past him. And pa- uh, he was on the TV show, "Dab absolutely dabulous <laughs> That's right. If it, uh, there's already a Facebook thing. I have already I already posted them out on my wall. There's a lot of jokes. I don't want to steal any of them. Great. Okay. I've yeah, seen yeah. none of them. Okay, good. Uh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> He's my favorite. I'm sorry. He's so... Yeah, look. So, what we've learned from this is that Sam has made a first impression mm-hmm. and that Sophie enjoyed the first impression that Sam made.
1: Yes. So, Sophie has different tastes in gentlemen, I think, than you and I do.
0: Sure. Um, Which is fine. It's fine. The boys were cute and I kind of like... I'm okay with it, whatever, mm. but I think that things are starting already to unravel for Sam, and I love the fact that we're gonna see him on two dates, yeah, maybe only one, yeah, hopefully yeah, yeah. only one, yeah, um so
1: Sophie feels like uh he has the same sense of humor as her. And uh, he feels familiar to her for some reason. I really hope they don't have the same sense of humor because I don't find Sam funny at all. I don't
0: find Sam funny. I find Sophie funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I hope she's just wrong about that. Um,
1: but they—they they, there's the one little cute moment, which is they both try and deliver the phrase double delight, Rose with a straight face. <laughs> <And> I <think laughs> who can do it. Which, like, to be fair, anyone would, would be the same in that it's situation. It's difficult. But, um, so Asha welcomes us to the Rose Ceremony, telling us that two men will be sent home tonight. Um... We know it's just going to be some strangers. It barely matters. Um, but Sophie hands out the roses in this order: Apollo, Luke, Jared, James, Harry, Bingham, Blake. Bingham. <laughs> haven't talked about Bingham. We yet, haven't have talked
0: we. about Bingham at all. But what a name! Yeah,
1: there's some real names. <laughs> there's some
0: Jefferson's a name, but Bingham is a name. Yeah.
1: Um. Uh. Blake Eden, Mac Jordan, Jefferson, Brett, Pete, Ryan, and Hayden. And I mention Hayden because. <laughs> He gets the second most brilliant, quotable, shareable line in Bachelor, <laughs> Bachelorette history at this point. Sophie asks, Hayden, will you accept this rose? And he says, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you know, our two villains are still there. We say goodbye to two total nobodies. It's very standard episode one stuff, but, you know, it's exciting. We we say goodbye to, what are their names?
0: Uh, Jamie went. Good, uh, maybe Harry. Chad. Chad. Okay. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't. Certainly doesn't matter. Now, Dabsolutely, <laughs> Dabulous. Let's talk about him because what's the difference between Dabsolutely Dabulous and Waboom from the most recent U.S. Bachelorette?
1: That's fun. That's a fun question. I feel like um, I feel like Ryan is more of a Waboom character. In that his whole sort of arc seems to be like, I'm social media obsessed. I'm so, I'm building my brand. I'm being a dick. It doesn't even matter. Right. I feel like he has more in common with like the Wah Boom, like, Try, just basically trying to build your own personal brand <laughs> instead of doing anything else on the show. Sure, okay. Um, whereas I feel like the absolutely Dabulous type, type of thing is more like either an ironic or an incredibly sincere take on an already existing, like, you know, he's not trying to he's make it not trying it to start a new thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, sure, okay. Um, it's more just like, what if the world of dabbing and the world of Bachelorette <laughs> finally <laughs> crossed paths? You know, it's like uh, Marvel versus... Capcom? Superman versus Batman. That's what I was yeah. thinking and then I started saying Marvel versus Capcom which is a much more obscure reference. Thing. Um, yeah, I
0: like him. Yeah, me too.
1: I, I can't wait for him to do something bad that I, I mean, I feel like it could happen at any second okay, but yeah, yeah, for it's, right now, like,
0: Hayden's my sweet little angel boy. We're teetering on the edge of something terrible uh, with Hayden. However, I am happy that so far, so good.
1: Mm, sofa monk. Uh, <laughs> I asked my housemates if we could rename our couch "sofa monk" and they said yes. Very <laughs> <laughs> pleased. <laughs> uh, so we are also teetering right on the brink of the Bachelorette Australia season three, episode
0: two. Do you want to do it again? Yes. Do you, can I try? I know that I've never done this before. I think
1: you might have done oh, it okay, once actually, right, okay. but you should give it a go.
0: Um, because I feel like I went out and and sang some songs last night and. I've got a deeper deeper Yeah, a bit of a late one Yeah, Yeah, okay The Bachelor at Australia Season 3 Episode 2
1: I like that a lot That's fun It's got a different timbre to it But I enjoy it Thank you very much So Sam brags about Having the double delight Rose The boys are quietly Pissed off about it And uh, Osher Ginsberg Very cool guy We like him um, Points out that Jordan has injured his leg He is on crutches And has a cast on Because of an accident On the basketball court Very strange Moon boot. Came out of nowhere Yeah
0: What? It's episode two How did this happen Was already? no one filming? He must have Like and this is the next day Or yeah. it's at least positioned As the next day It's meant to be So he got up the next morning And was like Oh moon boot uh, Yeah Yeah <laughs> My shoe looks bigger than usual Okay so but Do you remember he had a limp In the First episode? I don't Okay so this is bizarre He must have done something On the first night Right Okay so here's what happened When Sophie was bringing All the boys over Jordan kind of like Limps over And it's noted in the episode They're like I don't remember him Having a limp before Mm. And then Next episode Hmm. Next morning Moonboot Moonboot Weird He must have fucked himself (laughs) (laughs) That can cause a lot of injuries Yeah
1: Yeah If you try and do that And bend in (laughs) weird weird ways um. So Osha presents them With the first Single date card Uh huh which, Which says When we first met You surprised me Now it's my turn I hope you're up for an adventure Love Sophie and it Monk. goes to Jared. Okay, so Jared. He is the grapefoot. Yep. Uh, we've talked about him enough. Cut to spotless stadium at Sydney Olympic Park, where Sophie is waiting for her first date in years. Um, apparently, that's okay. what she says. Um, it's Jared, a regular, down-to-earth Aussie bloke who owns a vineyard and spe- spent twelve years in the army, presumably killing people. I mean, mm, twelve
0: years. Twelve years. You've got a done. You've like. You've probably done a kill. I mean, you've probably shot some targets at yeah, least at the that look like people. Who knows? Maybe you're in ops or like... Uh, maybe as a chef or something. Yeah. You know, like... You played the trumpet in the band or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. It would be pretty fun. I
1: would turn around on him if I found that out.
0: Yeah. Anyway,
1: Sophie tells him that they will be doing high wire walking. And he says, so what do we have to do with that? When he points up at the high wire. <laughs> and she says, we're going to walk across it. Um, so they're at the stadium and they've rigged it up between like, I think two of the lights or something.
0: Yeah. It's very, very high off it's the ground. Super high off the ground. The interesting thing about this is, uh, watching him quietly shit himself as he realizes what he has to do. Yeah, that's right.
1: So Sophie tells the camera that she's really scared of heights and she wants somebody who's going to protect her. Mm. Um, but then we cut back to them, Talking in the moment and we see him telling her that he's terrified of heights oh. which is oh boy we're gonna have a fun time uh also just for on the record uh i am also afraid of
0: heights max are you afraid of heights pretty badly that's everyone cool. so
1: good um we cut back to the group date card being read, which says, "I'm not looking for a flashy guy, just my perfect match." Already, I hear that, and I'm like, "Cool photo shoot." Yes, happens every fucking time. Flash. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's for Harry, Bingham, Jordan, Brett, Apollo, James, Sean. Nope, there's no Sean on this Car, season. Why? Who is Sean? Sam, Ryan, Hayden, and Blake.
0: I think Sean might win. <laughs> just comes out of no intruder maybe <laughs> maybe intruder Sean is the winner yeah 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 I hope so <laughs> let's,
1: let's call it a sports bet yeah. be like we'd like to open up a new category in the <laughs> betting can choose whatever the odds
0: Sean the sheep <laughs> yeah. oh my god yeah that would be great I think that would be they sick. would be such a good match I think they would go really well together yeah 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 I yeah, mean yeah. like it would uh, in a certain sense feel like mutton dressed as a lamb <laughs>
1: All right, Sophie and Jared are halfway up the ladder and she is becoming increasingly distressed, saying that they should have just had dinner and drinks on the ground instead. Funny. Pretty fun. Um, we see Jared trying to comfort her in what I think is like kind of a weirdly paternalistic and overprotective kind of a way.
0: It is paternalistic, yes. yes that's the right word for it. It was almost like he was talking to his daughter or... Uh, you know, you can feel like uh, the uh, station of command... Uh, army kind of thing, sure. snap in here. It's kicking in. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's like he's guiding a civilian. Yes, like that, like through a bomb field or something. Like yeah, yeah. like and 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 there's an there's a degree to which that's ne- needed or at least helpful on this date. But then also, I think like just the specific way that it plays out on TV, I, and I still don't feel super comfortable with him. Uh, yeah,
0: there were parts of this where I was like, this is very sweet. And then there were other parts where I was like, oh, you're about 20% too much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So as they progress along the thing, the dramatic brass and strings build tension as Sophie continues having a really bad time and Jared continues guiding her through it. Um, At one point, her seat with the harness attached to it falls out from underneath her. Yeah. Um, Jared helps her back onto it, but they end up backtracking and heading back to the start when things get too much. Mm. Sophie says Jared was her hero, saying a guy hasn't looked after her like this in a really long time. Like, maybe the last time she was forced to walk along a high wire on national TV. <laughs> like, God. maybe that was the last time somebody felt the need to do that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> they then sit down at a table in the middle of the stadium for a little chat
0: meal. Bachelor couch. Bachelor, yeah, yep. essentially,
1: yeah. Uh, and Jared is wearing this absurd military jacket that doesn't suit him at all. I feel like they're trying to build up this idea of him as a military-type character.
0: Yeah, they're <laughs> just, pigeonholing him for yeah, sure. yeah, yeah.
1: Um, they pop some champagne toasting to Jared, saving Sophie's life.
0: Um, so, Sophie,
1: yeah, I don't know if that's exactly what happened. I feel like the harnesses may have had slightly more de- and the technicians and whatnot. Is this what a rope access technician is? Is this what Richie this, does? Was re- we didn't get a clear look at any of these boys. I
0: feel like Richie might have been brought back. Oh <laughs> My goodness. That would be Can sick. Can you imagine
1: if Sophie had a off with Richie in that moment?
0: <laughs> I mean, he's looking. True. Yeah, that's true. Um, Sophie feels that, would have that most. That really u- upset the nation.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: Alex Nation, yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Sophie feels that most guys would have pressured her to finish the course. Is that true? I, don't I know. definitely wouldn't.
0: Like, maybe. Ah, oh, who no, knows? No,
1: babe, we've got to make it all the way through. We, uh, we maybe, Can't turn back. Like,
0: maybe it's most guys in the house. Well yeah, like, maybe. Uh,
1: but even then, like what, what is it's so arbitrary of them like reaching the other side. Like what's gonna happen? Then they just have to go back or yeah, they have to yeah, get, like down, get down or like yeah. it's you've already done the hard matter. part you've by being the, up yeah, there. Yeah, You're up there. Um Jared asks what Sophie's looking for after the show, and she says she's looking for a marriage and kids with someone who will support her instead of her having to nurture their ego all the time. Cool. Um which is good. Um he's looking for the same, that is to say, kids. Yep. Um they really make sure that we know that this is happening. Yeah. Um, Sophie asks how he treats women and he says, quote, like my queen. And it's just like this. I just he says like my queen. I said open, it before. Yeah. He says I'll open car doors for the girl. That's how I was brought up. There's a door to the car, a door to the restaurant. Wherever you go, there's all these doors everywhere and I know they can be tricky sometimes, but as a man, I can pretty much always handle them for you, even though they're really complicated. Sometimes you have to push, sometimes you have to pull, he says. So I really like this, and it proves that chivalry actually is not dead, and it's yeah. actually very cool.
0: That's the thing about it. I think that we needed a reminder that good old-fashioned Aussie blokes exist, yeah, uh, and that they know how to push and pull at the appropriate times. That's right. Yeah, like a lever.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Sophie says she feels very looked after, uh, and he says that's all he wants to do. And so she gives him a rose. Um, the, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's real gender roles. Um, yeah. And, and it's stuff that that I want TV to challenge a lot more frequently than it does. I think what we're doing here is like playing very close oh, yeah. like, to is, the message. Like, Yeah. Um, and obviously we shouldn't necessarily be looking to Bachelor and Bachelorette to make these kinds of statements or whatever. Um, but we like to highlight the moments where it doesn't do that, and and this wasn't one of them.
0: Yeah, this is bouncing uh, right into the soft, gloved hands of traditional gender roles, Mm. uh, and I wish that it was different. Yes.
1: Nevertheless, they share a long kiss, which to me was just awful, Uh, like just bad. My housemate Jodie said, it's like she's kissing a window. (laughs) 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 <laughs> ah. Um and also he says thank you to her afterwards, yeah. which is yeah, just, yeah. It's uh, just it's just so fucking weird.
0: His tongue was it was gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. In
1: an in an interview, Jared says there's definitely a chance he could fall in love. First date. Pull back. Pull back. Um he also adds that he's definitely tongue twisted and tongue tied right after we watch them making out. Oh, it's just I like, didn't don't, like this. don't call attention to it either. No, no, no. Uh we you watch creep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is We've, that it? Is he just a bit creepy?
0: Yeah. Is that the thing?
1: I feel like um, they're not talking about it on the TV show, but obviously Sophie Monk is a big celebrity, and there are different levels of uh, uh, knowledge and um, stuff that it, people have like preconceptions going into the show sure. about what Sophie's going to be like, about how they're going to bond with Sophie and stuff like that. Yeah. And it feels like that's an interesting subtextual thing that they're not talking about enough, which is like... You know, one of the men, the one with the acoustic guitar, like, has had a crush on her for, like, 10 years. Yeah. And every interaction that they have, not that there have been that many, I'm thinking about that. Yeah. And so when somebody like Jared comes along and he's behaving in a way that I think is kind of strange, yeah. it makes me think, like, what is his buy-in here? Like, what does he know deal? about So yeah, yeah, What does he yeah. think about her? Yeah. What tactic is he using to, like, win over the p- type of person he imagines her to be? And that sort
0: of yeah, thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's a really smart way to think about it. Did you get that degree uh, from University of... New South Wales, or the University or of to... Smart Geniuses?
1: <laughs> Smart Geniuses was just down the road. I didn't get it high enough. I ate hard again, in there. We watched Jared unveil his rose to the boys, and he admits uh, to getting a kiss from Sophie, which gives Blake and Sam plenty of opportunity to talk shit about him in their
0: recaps. We don't need to go into it. We don't need to go into it. It is funny watching Sam get jealous, though. Yeah. 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 Um, he, like... I want to watch these yeah. bad boys squirm, but more than that, I just want them to go home. I both of those things. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's a fucking beanbag. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and not in a good vegetarian burrito way no, either. No. Um, so group date time. Uh, we cut to Leicester Gardens, where a big bunch of boys plus Sophie and Asha are gathered in the courtyard. I
0: was always thinking about Asha. <laughs> <Same. laughs> <Bo-doom. laughs> <laughs>
1: Has somebody done a version of that song where they just replaced that little dooting with picking up a coin n- noise from Super Mario Brothers?
0: Ah, uh, it should be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone should do I'm that. Sure out there, yeah. um, or, like, just any any noise. I would or like, even yeah, yeah. a very funny
1: one where you, instead of saying boys, you say coins and then ding. ding.
0: Uh, that's uh, good. Very good.
1: Subscribe to my to YouTube you channel circa boys. 2009. <laughs> <laughs> um, Osha says it's photo shoot time. Yay, it's one of these again.
0: Yay, and this time, uh, Woman's Day have passed. New, ide- right. new idea have passed. Instead, That's we've right. got News Corp.
1: That's right. Yes, these photos will be run nationally in News Corp newspapers. Um, that is to say, the bad ones.
0: <laughs> Rupert Murdoch has shelled out a lot of money to see these dudes shirtless. You're right. I should, I should have a little more respect. Please be respectful to Papa Rupert. <laughs> yeah. When he wakes up in the morning at his vineyard. And approaches his son Jared Murdoch, mm-hmm. and then what they get in buying? the bowl together, and they stamp the grapes together. <laughs> they stamp them. You where know. are they mailing them? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy,
1: where do you mail grapes out of winery? I don't know.
0: I don't know. Um,
1: so Osha hands over to Confidential's chief entertainment writer Jonathan, Jonathan Moran. Moran who has agreed to appear on the program for some reason. I don't think he gets any dialogue, really. Uh, He
0: says, it's nice to be here. Hope it's good.
1: Yeah, he says, let the games begin or something. Yeah. Are you ready to rumble? Um, (laughs) This is a very, very standard type of first group date, um, which seems to pop up every year, rarely deviates from the norm, despite the presence of actual model Sophie Monk, who I would think could put some spin on this or they could use her to, like, subvert the image of her or whatever. In interesting ways, it, it pretty much just plays into their hands.
0: It's a cash cow, I reckon, for the show, too. For sure, yeah. yeah. They're getting some spawner out of this, guaranteed.
1: Um, but they will be recreating famous couples from throughout history. Um, highlights include the hunky Apollo, clearly no stranger to dressing up and performing, uh, who aces his role of Ares alongside Sophie's Aphrodite. Mm-hmm. Max, you're a scholar of the ancient Greeks Love the Greeks How much justice did this rendition do?
0: Yeah, um, look I, I uh, was eating dinner at the time mm-hmm. And as I was eating dinner off my Play-Doh <laughs> I thought This is a good Aphrodite Yeah, very yeah, nice Okay, and there it can, is And you can stop while you're ahead
1: Right <laughs> um, did you think Ryan and Harry, the two cupids, were <laughs> well, well cast? Is that accurate? <laughs> yeah, I actually think that they
0: were pretty good cupids.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. They're not quite as good as us, though. No, yeah? it's um, true. We're
0: cherubs. Yes.
1: Uh, there is some semi-humorous commentary from Bingham, Brett, and Hayden. Um, they form sort of a Greek chorus, if you will. that's <laughs> Arts degree. Um, But nobody dabs, so whatever. Moving on. Um, (laughs) Sophie is made Marion to Sam's Robin Hood. Yeah. Um, But James steals the show as a slightly drunk Friar Tuck. He's sick. This is really nice. I like James. This is the good James scene. Um, uh, James and Sophie quickly bond over both being monks. Ah. (laughs) Because Friar Tuck. (laughs) Tuck. Uh, But then Sam steals focus by really, really disgustingly objectifying Sophie. He's
0: so ham-fisted in the way that he does it too. Like, for not only is it gross, like, yeah. it's obnoxious.
1: Yeah, exactly. He He's, like, trying to be funny. It's super not fun to watch.
0: He says, I'm looking at Sophie's cans.
1: Yeah, th- that's what he says, yeah. And then he what? brings it up one or two more times. Yeah, he's he like, oh, I've just got, got such
0: a good view. Oh, who could blame me? Oh. I d- Get off! Stop! Get off the fucking television, you yeah. asshole.
1: James makes small talk with Sophie about how it's probably the weirdest shoot she's ever done, um, which she agrees with, <laughs> and it's kind of funny. That seems like a nice actual bit of funding. Yes. Which causes Sophie to notice Sam's mood shifting when the attention isn't on him. Yes. It seems very true. Um, James and Sophie share a couple of cheek kisses before their shoot ends. Mm-hmm. Um, seems like he won, quote-unquote, so, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. He, made, he definitely made a better impression than he, he
0: I mean, and it's really good that like you are given that opportunity to usurp the throne. Yep. You know? Um, and I feel like some of those other boys, like, sure, you're just Cupid to uh, Aphrodite and Apollo, mm-hmm. but... I don't know. Fry Tuck's one of those really interesting roles. It's like if you cast someone as Puck in Midsummer Night's Dream versus, uh, I don't know, who's the the main Midsummer Night. Did you just pick that because it was rhyming? No. Like Puck and... Tuck. Tuck and... Monk.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Jordan. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. It rhymes. Sophie and Jordan share a Bonnie and Clyde-themed shoot. Uh, with Bingham, Hayden, and Brett, the Greek chorus from before, as police officers in the background. Um, but we see none of it. No. Um, except for recaps explaining how much Blake and Sam hate it and hate Jordan. <laughs> He's got his hand on her waist. It. Making it look like they're a couple for the photograph. <laughs> um, up next, Blake gets a fake tan for his Adam and Eve photo shoot for which he anticipates a lot of likes on Instagram. Great. Uh, We see a lot of him peacocking and asserting his masculinity as he struts around in his little leaf speedo. Um, Blake is really obnoxious. He yells out,
0: winning! And I think... Like Charlie Sheen. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like Charlie Sheen from four years ago or whatever.
0: Like Um, Charlie Sheen. Look at that. Yeah, the guy that everyone likes and
1: remembers so fondly. Oh, boy. Uh... Yeah, I think I want to talk about Blake as little as possible this season, honestly. Um, I feel like everything that we say about him is kind of playing into his hand. I feel like we're meant to dislike him, but we're also meant to, like, share a lot of stuff about him and follow him on Instagram and shit like that. Okay, so
0: do you want to make a rule that we just don't talk about Blake?
1: Well... I don't want to rule it out Because like Some stuff could happen Yeah Um. But like I just don't want to linger on it He's he's bad It's bad Nothing good happens with him And I, and I don't want to be responsible For any like bump In his little personal brand Or whatever Alright so.
0: cool Well let's set a precedent that we'll talk about Blake As little as possible yeah, uh, Except yeah. when it serves The narrative of the show Yes Great And there's plenty
1: of other people Who are good Who we can talk about And whose personal brands I will promote To the end of the earth For instance Hayden <laughs> Who pops up Right at the right moment To say I'm well gel <laughs> Come on, he's well gelled. Yeah, he's well gelled. That uh, he's get, You know, uh, <laughs> Sam gets that. I'm sorry, Blake gets that one-on-one time. Cute, love it. Uh, chuck him in Instagram follow. We cock to the we cock to the cocktail party. <laughs> the cocktail
0: party. Yes,
1: we cock to the cocktail party. Great. Um, Sophie arrives in a very skin-tight blue dress and is immediately swarmed by boys. We see Jefferson steal her away first, and he almost gets a full sentence of dialogue in, um, but we don't really see any of their chat. No. It was enough to find out that he had an accent, which to me... <laughs> even that was a surprise, yeah. Like interesting, yeah. 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 Um, I feel like Jefferson is not long for this show. No, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think he's got more than a couple of weeks, yeah. Yep. Um, Jared offers his jacket to Sophie, and she's like, I'm okay right now, <laughs> 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 which is really cool. Um, and this segues into the men squabbling about how Jared is already taking too much time with her. But still, he gets some time with her. Uh, she accepts his jacket, which someone in costuming has matched very nicely to her dress. Uh
0: huh. Um, so forceful. Yes. Stop. And
1: I don't know why we had to do this at all if we're backtracking and then doing it. like Yeah, yeah. Um, he thanks her for the date and gives her a quote, slight gift, um, which is a pair of red Ugg boots. Uh, and he's got a pair of tan ones for himself. I don't know what the purpose of this was. She
0: likes Ugg boots, I guess, because didn't Blake already give her Ugg boots?
1: Well, that's right. So Blake notices and dislikes the fact that Jared stole his idea, but I guess Sophie has forgotten about Blake's ones because she grabs them and she holds them up and she loves them. She says she's the Bogan Cinderella, (laughs) and uh, to which Jared says, I think they're hot. (laughs) Like a very very weird proper way oh. it's just very <laughs> sterile with jared i think
0: sterile is a great way to describe it he it feels like just a rich boy yeah. s- to a certain extent um yeah. and he I feels th- like he's beginning a
1: professional relationship with sophie monk like yeah. he's hoping that she'll buy a steak in the winery or something yeah, yeah instead yeah. of like a steak in his
0: heart he, is he a vampire he might be a vampire this is the edward cullen thing you know like and there's also that amount of like there's something very, like, almost royal family about him, don't you think? Mm. You mean Star Wars royal family? Yeah, I do mean, yeah, the Queen Imperial the dollar, March. Yeah, 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 yeah plays yeah. as he's walking Sophie down the sure. aisle and trying to force his jacket onto her. Mm-hmm. No, I mean it in the sense of, like, he seems very proper and well-to-do and prim and rich. Um, yeah. Like, he comes from money, and I don't... There's something about it that just gives me the hives. Well, yeah, it gives you the hives. Yeah, you should see my chest.
1: <laughs> okay. Go on. Ugh. This nice. is the part where you say, "Hate to say, I told you so." Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. It's funny. Like, it seems like he and Sophie are bonding over, like, having both been in very like privileged, wealthy environments for a lot of their life, and then now saying that they don't want that or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But like, they're not. It's not like they've become like lower class or anything like yeah, yeah exactly yeah. they're just like ah i wish i didn't yeah i don't know it's just a, it's a little it's bit like icky. you
0: suddenly become self-aware yeah exactly yeah
1: and and that's the thing they're bonding over but it's just like she could expose herself to a different kind of life or she could just get with this guy and then both feel that way together
0: yeah yeah both of those things you know and like he's like the the funny thing was she was like oh, I'm a celebrity and obviously, you know, people don't want to get me with me for the right reasons. And he's like, yeah, my family owns a winery. We're yeah. rich. People just want me for my money.
1: Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's also just not a very pal- palatable love story for the audience. No. Like, like I don't think anyone's watching along at home and being like, oh, I really relate to these guys. Like, I don't
0: relate to him at all. No. And that's the thing. Yeah. He's, there's nothing about him that I think is like uh, modern or, uh, I don't know, relatable Ooh. at all. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Not like two hip, cool, trendy, cute, young, funny, sweet boys like you and me.
0: Not like us. Not like boys who might have rips in their jeans for the first Mm, time in their life. Maxwell. I know. Bought jeans, got rips, uh, got ripped, and uh, now I'm rip it up, rip it up, rip it up. (laughs) Um, The beer is ice cold. I played Uh, that last night. What? The Tasmanians. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah.
1: So we cut to the rose ceremony. Osher Ginsberg... He looks so much better than all these other
0: dudes. Can we ah, he talk so about that dapper. for a sec? He's beautiful. What a
1: gorgeous boy. Yeah. Um, he explains that somebody will be leaving the mansion this evening and then hands over to Sophie, who hands over the roses. James is first. Yep. Which is cute. Um, and then he eventually narrows it down to Bingham and Jordan. And with Bingham getting the last rose, although he's still not getting any camera time this episode, um, Jordan is sent home. And uh, I guess, yeah, the thing is with Jordan, like, He's got an injury. He's like, he's clipped his wing. And so he's just going to slow down the rest of the pack. And That's he kind of just needs to be put out of his misery. <laughs> put him out to pasture. Yeah, you know, exactly. Point, like he's old yellow.
0: He's had a great run. He's had a great like, life. Two you know? whole
1: episodes. Yeah. Off,
0: and like, you know, you couldn't ask for more from the guy. Take him out behind the pasture, you know? Yes.
1: Um. He says he's disappointed, but he wishes her the best as he hobbles off screen. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and that's about it. We we see a little flash to next week's episode. Um, it says next time Sophie's parents go undercover, leaving Sam with a mouthful of feet. <laughs> that is some phrasing. <laughs> I love picturing Osha doing the voiceover, like recording that, because obviously I feel silly reading it out, but like knowing yeah.
0: that that is is his like job, <laughs> knowing that he is self aware yeah. enough to know that that's a weird sentence as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but oh again,
1: that uh, establishes an interesting pattern. We saw like families getting involved really early mm. this year in Bachelor, mm. which felt pretty out of the blue. It seems like that worked, and they've decided to do it again this time on Bachelorette.
0: Hope it goes really good. Um, hope that it's a. It feels like it's going to be a single date for Sam, mm. um, and she's just going to try and get it out of the way. Mm. And I really hope that he just like explodes in a spectacular fashion. Yes, and what I want from him now is just. The demise to not only be... I I don't want it to be swift. Mm -hmm. I don't want Justice to be swift. I want Justice to be stretched out over a number of episodes and be very, very painful. I want him publicly tortured. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, spectacularly (laughs) fucks up in some way.
1: I also hope, because Sophie Monk is a big celebrity, has been for a long time, has been in lots of projects, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. I hope her parents
1: get... That this is like a fun thing. Yeah. And they can play characters and they can like be good on TV and hopefully they're excited about being there. Cause I don't think they would go on, like, there's no obligation for them necessarily.
0: No. Um, and I guess, like, Sophie's mom was like, you should go on the show. Yeah. And now she gets to go on the show. It's <laughs> kind of cute. Week two, yeah, she's yeah. in the it. Returned. So I'm
1: like, yeah. well, what did you have planned these, this <laughs> whole time? You know? What
0: did you have going on, mama?
1: Yeah so we have that to look forward to next week, um, as well as a beautiful podcast. Another
0: podcast is true.
1: That's very, very
0: true. <laughs> um,
1: yes. Uh, and, and thank you for listening all the way up to the ending of the show, which this is, um, thank you for, um, uh, being here. One surprising thing about the show that you might not know is that me and Max actually, even though we're very cool, popular, yeah. um, trendy,
0: rip, ripped jeans
1: people, mm, we kind. actually, d-
0: sorry, kind. Oh, kind. Yeah. yeah. And forgot that funny, yeah. smart, funny, smart. also. Cute alive uh, that true too. yeah we should address that because i died in the previous episode <sighs> did
1: oh oh yeah. yeah oh my god i forgot yeah yeah, I know, yeah you died
0: yep it was uh 20 past 4 420 <laughs> And I died.
1: Max had to go out back for a bong. Had to hit a bong and hit <laughs> a bed. Billy.
0: Um, yeah. Uh, Max is still with us. Yeah. he. What did you have?
1: Two nights, two hours sleep and then went
0: to work? That's correct. Yeah. Sounds good. Things are fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, thank you, Kelly, for amicably, uh, in fact, more than amicably. She was uh, great. filling in on the end of the podcast there. Please come back anytime.
1: Yeah. I mm. would be worried if I were you, Max.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Max, I'm just
1: kidding. You and I are best of friends. Um, only thing is we just want more. So uh, we actually did come here to make friends. And if you want to be our friend, get on your phone or your computer. That's all it takes. If you want to send a smell mail, that's fine. fine. Smell mail. Smell mail. Guys, just go on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you like it in your podcast. Give us a good little review. Give us some feedback. You can actually do it from within the podcast app on iOS 11. Now I checked. (laughs) So more convenient than ever. We would really appreciate it. That lets Apple know that we are not, uh, some kind of weird
0: underground pirate radio terrorism broadcasting thing. I I mean we save that for the underground pirate radio terrorism right. broadcasting podcast. And
1: if you want the secret link to find that podcast. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know DMVOH pod <laughs> yeah. on Twitter or Don't trust Jared. <laughs> it's true. Don't. Um, but yeah, we're on social media. Just come, come hang out. It's a good time. Yeah, we'll be posting lots of stuff. And uh, and obviously, this is the first episode of our new series. So if you get the opportunity, please, please. Share their podcast around. Oh yeah,
0: share it with your friends. It'll be real nice. Yeah, that'd be awesome. We'd I'm
1: sorry it. if we went too long this time. No,
0: no, no. It's it was. Th- no, don't ever apologize for us going too long. No, you're right. You're right. Because then when we do episodes that are longer, it'll just be worse and worse.
1: Thank you so much for listening. Um, we will be back again next week. Hopefully, even sooner. And uh, and and please take care of yourselves. We love you. Okay. And if you get a chance to watch Young Sheldon, maybe do it. Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: What's must be before me searching for a sign To lead me to the end of